1: I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today we're gonna talk about finicky eaters. Cats, that is, finicky cat eaters. <laughs> but before we jump in, say hi to my handsome co-host,
2: Dewey. Hello, my beautiful wife, and hello to all those cat fans out there in the big cat world. Wow, what a what a topic today, huh? It's got to be stressful for owners when the cat doesn't eat. I know we get that way. How long can a cat go without eating before you really worry about them?
1: Well, I mean, the the first thing, first let me back up and say that the reason we're doing this episode is my friend Karen uh, messaged me the other day. We're trying to make some, some nutrition and, and feeding schedule changes in her household, multi-cat household. And she says she's been having some issues where one or two of the cats, you know, don't eat. Sometimes they'll be really hungry and then other times they don't want to eat. So, um, so I it that's really hard to answer by text. So we're doing an episode on it because there's a lot to say about that. So the first thing I'd say is, you know, how long has it been going on? It's real important to note, is this is it just today? Was it just this morning that your cat, you know, decided it, it maybe is not hungry. If it's just a day, don't worry about it. Get a baseline. Like, how much does your cat eat? How long does it take it to eat? Is it always finicky? Is it finicky once a week? Kind of get a baseline for your cat. And, and you know, be alarmed when, when there's big changes. But if you're free feeding and worried that your cat isn't eating their canned food meals, then, then think of it this way. If you snacked all day long on potato chips, those wonderful crunchy addictive potato chips, and your husband wanted to take you out to dinner, you might not have room for dinner. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important that you stop free feeding. And you should listen to the What to Feed Your Cat episode to understand the full reason behind that. But not eating is not normal for cats. You know, in the wild, they eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. So if the cat isn't eating, but otherwise seems healthy, then it might be a dislike for the food. If you've changed the food with no luck and you notice some other signs, like like they're being lethargic... Or they're throwing up, or there's other signs of illnesses, then you need to get the cat to the vet right away because cats can't go more than a few days without eating. Otherwise, they're in danger of getting hepatic lipidosis, which is a fatty liver syndrome, which is potentially fatal. So, you want to be real sure you don't let a cat go more than two days without having eaten anything but there are basically three categories of reasons cats stop eating medical environmental and preference
2: you know it seems you always say medical is a potential cause for most behavior (laughs) issues how does it play into not eating
1: well the first thing you need to look for is is dental issues teeth if a cat's teeth are bothering it then you know it's not going to want to eat just like us so if we have a toothache we don't chew on that side same thing with cats this is what happened with tabasco he stopped eating and well it got finicky like he would eat a meal but then he wouldn't eat it again and it was because when he ate it, it hurt his mouth and they associate pain with that flavor and then they don't want to eat that again. And um, and so dental is the very, very first thing you need to think of. Stomach issues, a lot of times uh, they might have trouble digesting the food or they might have a hairball or a blockage or something like that. It could be diseases such as IBS and inflammatory bowel disease can cause them not to want to eat all the time, kidney disease, respiratory infection because they can't smell the food. So there's, there's a number of medical reasons that, that play into that.
2: So what are some of the environmental factors that would contribute to pickiness?
1: That's a long list, but let's start with um, how you feed them. So cats do not share bowls. It's very important. They don't share meals in the wild. They should not be sharing a bowl. Bowls should be separate and at least two feet apart. And where you feed them is really important. You need to pick an area where, you know, not an area where an ambush can happen not near appliances or equipment that can suddenly turn on and scare the cat, you know, like an air conditioning duct or a refrigerator. I've even seen cats that stop eating because the owner moved the bowl somewhere the cat wasn't comfortable going, so that's real important. What you feed them in is important because whisker fatigue is a real thing. In the whiskers, there are blood vessels and nerve endings, so it's not really just hair. And, and they, when you touch those whiskers, they're very sensitive. So if you're feeding in a narrow bowl where the cat's got to stick its face in there and the whiskers touch the sides, that can get really irritating after a while. And, and they'll stop eating. Um, they are social eaters. I had a cat named Enzo that was like this. He would not eat unless you were standing there. I remember we had house guests. And, They got up earlier than than we did in the morning, and and, uh, they got up, and Enzo was greeting them and rubbing on their legs and clearly walking them to the food bowl, and they said they followed him. I got up, and the house guests are in the pantry with the cat eating. I'm like, what are you guys doing in here? And they said, well, he wouldn't eat unless we stood here. (laughs) And so some cats are like that and indulge them, you know. Feed them where you eat your meals. So feed them in the dining room or something like that if, if you know, you need to sit there with them. Feed them at dinner time and, and that way they're in the same room with you. Another, another reason, much like, you know, location is fear and stress. Any location of feeding that's, that's stressful should be avoided. Um, another environmental factor would be a break in routine you know, cats perceive change as a threat to a stable, predictable environment. So if your routine has changed in your house, and then your cat got finicky about eating, that could very well be why. And, you know, change in food, it's, you know, cats have something that's called neophobia, which is an aversion to anything new. So if you just suddenly change the food and then your cat's picky well it could be because it's new food because they don't like new things kind of like routine they like things to be the same and to be predictable all the time and so when there's something new then they kind of get a little freaked out so those would would be the main environmental factors I could think of
2: okay so when you say (laughs) preference is an issue category what do you mean by that like preference to the food
1: well, interestingly enough, um what I'm talking about is feeding the right food. So the aroma and the taste and the texture of food are actually less important to a cat than its nutrition. There was a study that was published in the journal of the Journal of Royal Society Open Science and it showed that Cats are driven to eat foods with a preferred ratio of protein to fat one to .4. And now this translates to about 50/50 in terms of percentage of energy from protein and fat. Cats have evolved to eat a diet of almost exclusively meat as opposed to being omnivores like dogs. So in the wild, you know, eating a new food could lead to stomach upset or poisoning. So there's also an interesting study done by the Waltham Center for Pet Nutrition. They presented cats with three flavors of wet food that they had formulated with different proteins amounts. So one was fish flavored, one was rabbit flavored, and one was orange flavored. So at first the cats flavored the fish, then the rabbit, and a distant third, the orange. But over time, that changed. So first, the cats selected the food based upon the flavor. But then after somehow detecting the protein levels, they actually ate more of the orange-flavored food, which had the target protein-fat ratio, So, which is really weird because cats have an aversion to orange, you know, any kind of citrus scent that actually repels a cat. So the fact that they would eat this orange-flavored cat food – just because its protein-to-fat ratio was right is very weird, and they don't know why. They just did the study and said, we know that cats can detect the protein levels, the protein-to-fat ratio levels in food, but how they do it is a complete mystery.
2: Okay, (laughs) so that's interesting, very interesting information. So why do they seem to crave the high-carb cat treats?
1: Well, just like us, you know, junk food has short-term appeal, and treats are fine. You know, they're fine to feed your cat as long as they don't exceed about 10% of the cat's daily k cow requirements.
2: Okay, Okay, so are there other preference factors other than just flavor, texture, and protein?
1: Yeah, well, like you said, flavor and texture are real important because, you know, some cats uh, will only eat chicken, and they don't really like fish. A lot of cats will eat just fish, but, you know, I recommend you try not to indulge them in that because a lot of fish can give them a, not a complete nutritional tr- nutritional balance. Most every cat has a texture preference, you know, they either like the pâtés or they like the chunks or the shreds or they seem to be very texture oriented. Um, so I guess other food preferences would be the amount of food, you know, if, if If we overfeed them, you know, we um, like every time the cat walks into the kitchen, we put a little more dry food or put down a little more wet food, you know, feed them on schedule. That's real important. Um, Check the body score chart. If your cat is obese, stop worrying about how much he eats unless he stops completely. Like we said in the beginning, don't let your cat go days without eating and if you need the body score chart, because it might surprise you, everybody ought to at least refer to that and see what their cat's body score chart looks like. Because you don't, you don't base a cat's body fat based on how much they weigh. It's really all visual. So if you need that, email me, molly at cattalkradio.com, and tell me you want the cat body score chart, and I will email it to you. Temperature is a real factor for cats. They like food at room temperature, up to about 100 degrees, which is about the temperature of a mouse body. So um, if you're feeding them food straight out of the refrigerator, cold, and they're not eating it, try warming that up a little bit. Um, The food could be contaminated. You know, cats perceive a a bitterness at at a molecular level. So they can, like, really detect foreign ingredients with incredible precision. So, you know, I've always wondered if maybe batches of food vary from, you know, from can to can sometimes. If, you know, it depends on the kind of food you're, you're buying. But, and, and along that lines, always store the leftovers in a container not the can, because as soon as that air touches the can, that releases a, a bitter flavor, a can-type flavor into the food. So I know a lot of cats that will eat the first serving, and then you put the leftovers, you know, put a lid on the can, put them in the refrigerator, and they won't eat the rest. So be sure to store it in a Tupperware or a glass jar. And then a lot of cats, you know, really prefer a meal topper. And Flora Flora works very well for that. It's a probiotic. Cats absolutely love it. Tabasco had gotten to where he wouldn't eat his food without fortiflora sprinkled on the top, which is great because and it's a probiotic, and it's good for them to have it every day anyway. So indulge them in that so that they're eating enough. So I think that is about all the preference factors I can think of.:
2: Okay, so let's uh, talk about. Could it be that a cat has a food allergy? Like allergic to chicken?
1: You know, it's very unlikely because the thing about food allergies is they take days or weeks to manifest. So the cat probably won't make the connection that it's the food that's making them feel bad.
2: Okay, so what if the cat will only eat human food? Is it okay to just feed them small pieces of what you're eating? Because I know a lot of people like to do that with their dogs and some people do it with their cats, so... Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, dogs are omnivores, so they can eat all kinds of junk, and it's good for them. But, you know, in addition to cats turning into really bad beggars, and and they're really good at training us, you know. So if you start feeding them human food every time you sit down to eat, they're going to be sitting up there pawing at your hands and stuff. But most importantly, human food doesn't have the nutrient balance a cat needs. So it's better that you just don't get that started. You know, and, and um, there are some human foods that may help increase appetite, you know, if you add to their food, like a, a no-salt um, chicken broth or low-sodium chicken broth or a, a dry scrambled egg. Sometimes if you add that to their foods, you know, you can, you can get them to eat. That's okay. But, no, it's not a good idea to feed them human food.
2: So should we worry about how fast our cats eat?
1: So this is one of those areas where cats really exhibit their individual preferences. Some are real voracious eaters, you know, as as you saw with mango chutney, our, our foster and blueberry, both, they were both street cats. And so I find that when a cat eats, you know outside and it may go long times between meals and that kind of thing once it lands into a house and it begins to get food it will just like scarf up that food really fast so that no other cat can get it it doesn't and doesn't realize it doesn't have to compete for you know for its food and and then may never break that and then there's other cats that Just eat a little bit and go away and come back and eat a little bit later. So every cat's an individual on on that. You know, and some are like that little silver Persian we see on the cat food commercials with the discerning palate. And they don't want to eat hardly anything but that one flavor.
2: (laughs) Wow. You know, and I, I can tell you that last little kitty we had, he was so incredibly fast at eating. Man. It was the fastest I think I've ever seen. I've seen him eat fast, but that was incredibly fast for a little kitten.
1: (laughs) It was crazy. I mean, I couldn't even get the sink cleaned up after making his meal. And then I'd turn around and there he'd be licking his lips. I'm like, did you eat all of that? And he will have just inhaled it. It's crazy.
2: Crazy. So what are some of the things we can try when our cats get finicky and they don't really want to eat?
1: Okay so I would suggest uh, a list of things. First of all, rotate proteins every couple of days. Though so in the wild the cats, you know, eating, it's not likely that it's going to just eat mice for weeks on end, you know, that's unrealistic. So a bit of variety is natural to them. You know, I find that um, I tried to do rotate proteins about every third day. But remember, again, texture is usually a, a real preference for cats. So don't rotate pates and sliced and stuff like that. Once they find a texture, they like stick with that. But rotate the proteins. And that means, you know, one day you might feed them chicken and the next day you'll feed them, or the, you know, three days later you'll feed them rabbit for a few days and then you'll feed them turkey. So get a couple different proteins and, and rotate them. So the next thing I would say is feed on schedule. Very, very, very important that you have a strict feeding routine. You know, it's okay for cats to be hungry between meals. Don't worry about that. Put the food down. If you've got a finicky eater, put the food down and take the food up after a half an hour dispose of that wet food so it doesn't begin to spoil because once once wet food's been down, you know, 2 to 3 hours, it starts to to grow bacteria and cats can smell it and then they won't eat it. So put the food down. If your cat doesn't eat it after 30 minutes, pick it back up and dispose of it. And if you find you're wasting a lot of food, offer smaller portions. And then as the cat begins to eat, they learn, "Oh, heck, I'm not going to get fed if I don't eat it when it comes down." then you can start increasing those portions a, a little more. But it's it's okay, your cat's not gonna starve to death if you put your food down, they don't eat it, and you take it back up. They'll they will learn that I'm gonna have to eat when food is presented. And then I'd say if you're offering a new food, transition to new foods very slowly. Um, I have a chart on how to do that. So if you want a chart on how to transition new foods, email me, and I'm happy to send it to you. Um, pray play before meals. Um, You know, and pray play is where you get a wand toy and you wear the cat out with play about 30 minutes before you feed them. You can toss a two, you know, if your cat won't eat the canned food, toss a few treats, you know. Toss them and let them chase them. You know, flick them, let them chase them, flick them, let them chase them, and then try the canned food again. It, it's kind of like a will work for food. You know, it's it's more natural to them if they actually have to do some work before they eat. Sometimes that will help them. And then, of course, as I mentioned, any kind of food toppers and treats, if you need to put fortiflora on the top of the food, do it. If you need to drop a couple treats on there to get them to eat, do it. So think about food toppers to entice them. Um, you know, as as you're trying to find a flavor and a texture that they like, I always recommend shopping locally because most of the local stores will return unopened cans. So if you buy a whole bunch of stuff and then it turns out they didn't like that, they didn't like this, you can always return them and then and then once you land on something they like, then you can order it on Chewy or whatnot, because you know, at least you can return them. You know, and and cats know it's good for them. So stop feeding the dry food. They really need to just eat canned food. And again, listen to the podcast on what to feed my cat. So those are some things you can do.
2: Okay, so that brings up another question. Can you raise a kitten to not be finicky eater?
1: Well, yeah, you can start with a good feeding location and you know off the off the bat feed a variety of food flavors and textures in different types of containers and watch what the kitten prefers you know expose them to a lot of different choices and that's either going to if they eat it all and they're like i'm okay with anything that's going to get them used to a lot of different foods and it'll it'll be a little easier they won't be as finicky and then, if you give them a lot of choices and you find they really, really, really only gravitate towards, you know, shredded chicken and that's their thing, then you'll know what to feed them.
2: Right. You know, that's great information. And for all those out there that are listening to this, what a great conversation we're having on this. So, if you're listening to us and you need to have more information on what and how to feed your cat, go back and listen to what to feed my cat podcast that's a great one as long as uh, as well as all the other podcasts that are out there also on catbehavior you'll find a blog under the resources tab with lots of great information out there great job molly
1: thanks you can also help us out by following Cat Behavior solutions on instagram we are on instagram We're more active on Facebook, so like us on Facebook. We're under Cat Behavior Solutions Cat Talk Radio on Facebook. And share it with other cat owners. Let's get this information out there in the hands of all cat owners so that more cats are happy with their people and their home. Another way you can help us is to shop on the catbehaviorsolutions.org behavior boutique. We've got some really great stuff out there, and we're adding new products daily. We've just added two incredibly new wand toys for prey play. They are absolutely the bomb for cats. They're the best wand toys out there. We offer free shipping for orders over $49, so get some of that cool stuff for your cat.
2: I really love those wand toys. I think that's one of my favorite things. got the feathers on it and the way that those new wand toys are and you know you you don't think about the differences in wand toys until you know we've gone to that humongous i mean humongous pet um uh, thing uh, yeah the expo in florida that was huge and you look at all the different wand toys and it really took us a long time we were there three days constantly long time to find those special ones so these are really really good guys really good Go get them because they're they, they will be so fun to play with your with your kitty. Also, if you've learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any any amount will help us keep this show on air and deliver resources to cat owners like yourselves and others that are listening to help keep this cat the cats all out of the shelter. Just one behavior at a time. Uh, that's Molly's philosophy. We've just got to get these kitties out of the shelter and keep them from going to the shelter one behavior at a time because cat euthanasia is still the number one reason cats aren't with us.
1: Yep, sad but true. Shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats. Very, very sad but true. And kidney failure, by the way, renal issues, are the number one cause of medical death in cats, and those are mostly all about nutrition and what you have fed your cat its whole life. So pay attention to the What to Feed Your Cat podcast. That's a good one. So appreciate you being here today, Dewey, and appreciate everyone who's tuned in. And until next time, keep calm and purr
2: on. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, beautiful Molly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles. Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.